it's not easy living life. You know, it's not easy running a race. It's not easy. Not it's not. It's even not easy to serve God sometimes. But it, they do it because of the benefit that they receive from it, as well as the benefits that they can give other people. This this ten year old kid here has never slept in a bed. I mean, literally, that's what we see all the time. It blows you away, and then you see the excitement and the joy of what these kids get. Well, good afternoon or good evening, ladies and gents. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for this uh, 53rd episode, I think it is, of the Run the Race podcast. And uh, uh, how's your 2021 going so far? I hope it's uh, uh, been treating you good so far, uh, especially uh, uh, hopefully better than 2020 for sure. And uh, today on uh, this episode, we're talking about community service and uh, giving back to others, going the extra mile, uh, doing things for a higher cause and for a higher power as well. And we have a, a great guest uh, that I talked to recently. Uh, his name is Luke Mickelson, and uh, he's all that and a bag of chips. And I mean literally, because he is the founder of a nonprofit called Sleep and Heavenly Peace. But his face, or at least his smile, is actually on a bunch of potato chip bags. That's right. He is one of about 30 people chosen by Lay's to grace the cover of their potato chips. People who you know go above and beyond to share kindness and joy. So um, if you go out and see some Lay's chips at the gas station or wherever you go and get them, uh, he's on some cheddar and sour cream ones. So make sure to check out Luke Mickelson. I'm going to tell you more about him and and his uh, nonprofit that's helping with uh, put more kids into beds, getting them off the floor. And we're also going to talk about this uh, 131-mile adventure over the course of less than half a week uh, that uh, raised awareness and money for this organization uh, that is named after a lyric in Silent Night. But uh, first, uh, you know, talk about going the extra mile. Actually, back when I was in college, which was about, you know, 20, 25 years ago, I uh, was involved in television then as well, uh, interested in broadcasting, and I helped produce a show that I created called The Extra Mile. And um, I got that name. It was, it was a show about uh, you know Habitat for Humanity and different service organizations and, and going the extra mile. And uh, I partially got uh, that name as well from the Bible. And Matthew 541, the World English Bible version says, Whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. And uh, what that's you know kind of I, th- I think really about is being pressed into service to to do a task for another person, and not just doing one task or one thing, but but going you know uh, go you know beyond what you're asked to do. And um, you know we're you know we're really we're pressed into service for Almighty God as well. And uh, so along with you know serving God and, and having that as a priority in our lives. We also, you know, have things like our marriages, raising our kids, dealing with each other and, you know, interacting with folks, uh, you know, maybe inside or outside our fellowship group. Uh, we should be doing all we can to go the extra mile. And, and that's, uh, you know, uh, being a Christian, that should be, uh, uh, you know, something that we are, are focused on is uh, just uh, being kind and loving to other people. And, uh, you know, on, on that note, uh, that's uh, definitely what my guest uh, for uh, this episode 
uh, is known for doing. Uh, he uh, left his job, Luke Mickelson did, uh, after almost you know 18 years of this white-collar job where he was a successful uh, salesman and was going to go buy his business. And he and his wife decided to uh, you know step out on faith, literally, and start this new organization called Sleep and Heavenly Peace. They were dedicated to building, assembling, and delivering handmade bunk beds to children and families in need really all over the nation. So in the last uh, you know nine years, they have built 60,000 plus bunk beds so far. And this has been done by almost 95,000 volunteers from about uh, 40, um, 45 states. They've got you know, you know, uh, hundreds of chapters uh, all over the nation. And uh, he was nominated and selected, selected to be a 2018 CNN hero uh, top 10. So uh, that was an exciting achievement that you know gave a lot of recognition, but also you know built awareness for a sleep in heavenly peace. And so as uh, being on the bag of potato chips, because uh, you know COVID nineteen, as it did for a lot of nonprofits, it really took a toll on on theirs. Um, donations were down eighty five percent in terms of helping these kids, you know, get off the floor and and getting beds they need. So. Um, being on the bag of chips uh, really did help him. So uh, uh, most recently, um, as to, to help build awareness and, and funds for this organization, Sleep in Heavenly Peace, uh, two of their good friends, uh, ultra runners, uh, from uh, one from Washington, and I think the other from uh, the Idaho area, they ran 131 miles. They call it the Georgia 131. And so they ran all through the Peach State. Uh, that was 131 miles in three days. And they finished uh, this past Sunday afternoon in downtown Columbus, Georgia, where I met up with them. And I met Luke Mickelson as well. He ran the last couple miles uh, with these two ultra runners. So here was my conversation, uh, by the way, conversation by phone. So uh, I'm actually recording this entire podcast on my phone. I usually use my our fancy audio booth and microphone, that kind of thing. So uh, if you hear a difference in the audio uh, you know, technology or how it sounds, that's because it's actually on my iPhone. It's amazing what we can do nowadays. So here's my conversation with Luke by phone in uh, downtown Columbus after this uh, great adventure across Georgia. To welcome uh, Luke Mickelson to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I appreciate thanks, it. man. That was awesome. Thanks for letting me be on. <laughs> yeah. Now, I know uh, you are the founder um, and leader for um, Sleep in Heavenly Peace, a nonprofit which builds and delivers these beds to kids in needs all, all over the nation, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then you had a couple of guys just run 131 miles across yeah. <laughs> Georgia uh, to help uh, raise awareness and money mm-hmm. for the cause. And you ran, what, the last couple miles the with Last them? couple miles, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and Brandon and Tyler are just one of those those guys are the ultra ultra runners right um insane people you and i are they're not normal people right <laughs> when they think hey let's go run you know 40 50 miles a day no it's great and and they're good friends of ours they've actually known about shp for a long time and and so we we've decided that we wanted to get more into the fitness community right um let raise awareness about bed child bedlessness as well as you know reach out to those people that may not know how to donate because um, you know of course we, we we do this the only way we do our program is by through donations and and donations stay local so we want to get the look lo- the local people involved and so we created the move for beds uh, uh, program which is a fundraiser where people can do whatever like right? whether it's running running 131 miles or doing push-up contests or whatever you can go to shpbeds.org find move for beds and actually 
become an, uh, an advocate for SHP and whatever event you're going to do and try to raise money for your local chapter. You're going to pick whichever chapter in the nation or in our other countries that you want to support. And uh, we feel like that's going to be a big fundraiser. And today with Brandon and Tyler, this was like the kickoff, you know, um, lack of better word uh, term <laughs> for uh, for our Move for Beds program. And this is SIHP. Nope, just oh, SHP. Beds. SHP. Okay. Yep. And then the Move for Beds is the number four, right? Number four. Yep. So if you go actually go to shpbeds.org and you'll find we're still working the kinks out, but you'll find uh, Move for Beds on there and uh, learn how you can uh, become an advocate and, and sign up an event that you want to pledge for and then raise money. Yeah, so. and we're going to hopefully talk to one of your runners on, on a future podcast. But um, So what was it like for them? I mean, this is you know 40 miles, 50 miles a day. Oh. And then are they getting people come up to them and maybe giving them money or asking them, what, 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 what are you doing? You know? So we call that SHP magic, you know, when, when and it happens all the time. And uh, I mean, there's quite a few stories just from these last three days. They were running up, uh, and after one of their aid breaks, um, there was a mural on on the side of a wall here. And um, the guy, that, I guess the guy that owned the business or something, came out, saw the the shirt, you know, and said, uh, "What's going on?" They told him what they were raising money for, and uh, he gave him twenty dollars just right out of his pocket. But the cool thing was, he was on like a speakerphone. And the lady inside the shop was listening to their whole conversation. While that was going on, she heard him talk about shpbeds.org. She went in, she looked at it, she got really inspired, teary. She came out and gave him 20 bucks. Wow. You know, and that's that happens a lot. You know, we talk about child bedlessness, and, and these guys' main focus was not just to raise money, but really raise awareness, you know, so people can ask the question. Because child business is about 2 to 3% of the total population. So if you're in a town of 100,000 people, there's, I promise you, there's 3,000 kids that are on the floor or on the couch or an air mattress or they're sleeping multiple kids in, in a single bed. Really uncomfortable situations. And... Uh, and these guys are raising awareness, letting people know that this is a problem. Yeah, and I, I had the opportunity, um, you know, about a week before Christmas with a local church to uh, to build about 50 or 60 of these bunk beds um, and with, with your organization. And the name, you know, is really... I mean, catchy, but but obviously, you know, uh, very meaningful. Sleep in heavenly peace. People yeah. think, you know, see that as a verse, a lyric in uh, the uh, Christmas tune, Silent yeah. Night. So is that, <laughs> I assume that's on purpose. Is this kind of a, I mean, it's a nonprofit, but yeah. is it something where faith is a part of this as well? Absolutely. Well, we started out, it was a church, it was a church need. Like we found a member in our church had a problem or had kids sleeping on the floor. And, and I was over like the young men's program, like the activity as well as their spiritual health. Oh, and it was scouts. You know, we did a lot of scouts as the activity arm. And uh, when I heard about it, you know, I thought, you know what? I'll take these boys and we'll figure it out, right? So instead of going and buying a bed, I thought, you know, why not? Here's a good chance, a uh, good opportunity rather, to get a controller, an Xbox controller out of these kids' hands. Let's put a drill in it. Let's put a sander. Let's teach them something. Um, and so it was very faith-oriented, right? And when we started realizing that there, this is a problem, there's more than just a couple of kids, way more than just a couple of kids, you know, my wife and I, we kind of got together and said, I think we can do do some more. And it's funny, the name, you know, because it was around Christmas time. Sure. And uh, I said, as we got a little bit bigger and we, we started building more beds, she's like, well, we got to name it something. And it was just going to be a family project, right? And I said, well, how about beds for babes? That sounds good. <laughs> and she says, no, honey, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> and I was like, well, then what do you call it? And she's like, well, what about sleep in heavenly peace? And it was, you know, it was one of those moments where you're like, okay, that makes 
total sense, right? Yeah. It's Christmas time, and and we want these kids to sleep in peace. And sure. the lyric, I mean, everybody loves Silent Night. It just it just fit together. Wow, know? that's amazing. And uh, I understand that you had a, a white collar job. You were in for almost twenty years. Yeah. So I mean, maybe on faith, you up and and, and quit the job. I guess. <laughs> All on I mean, faith. <laughs> I mean, was, was this something where like you felt such a passion about? There was such a need here with you know at least two million kids you know, sleeping on the floor every night that, that, that you needed to meet that need? And I, well, first, I had no idea it was that big. You know, I just, I, from Idaho and, and the communities we live in, farm town community, wasn't a whole lot of poverty, at least I didn't think so. And, and you wouldn't see it, right? Um, and so when I discovered that it was that big of a need, um, that kind of blew my mind. But for me, really, you know, I spent 20 years um, in, you know, a regular outside sales position. I actually was going to buy the company. I had a, you know, my, my career was set, right? I had retirement plans, and but it just never satisfied me. Like, I, I, just, I just felt like there was something missing in my life. And when I built that first bed and I... <laughs> when I saw that child get that first bed and that mom crying and I realized, you know what? It's more than just a bed. And <clears throat> I came home and, and that hole was filled, right? And, and there for the next five, six years, um, my wife said, you're a different person. Like, you're back to who I remember you were. And, and the success that I thought I needed to have in life, that, that I measured as successful, you know, turned out to be it wasn't about the number of zeros behind my check, paycheck or the, or the nice house I live in. It's about how I can help people. And I never looked back, yeah. you know? And then when I came to the opportunity where SHP was... I either had to hold back and continue with my career or opposite. You know, um, it was a tough decision for me, but my wife is the one that sealed it because she says, you're doing it <laughs> or I can't live with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I like this, this new old version of you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, uh, and she says, you know, you're, you're, you're happiest when you're helping these kids. And so it was, yeah, it was tough, you know, going from a nice job, a career laid out to nothing. Um, I just, I just knew for whatever reason, I just knew that we'd be taken care of, and and uh, I have never looked back. And uh, you got you get choked up about it thinking back to uh, this was what 2013 or 2012. 2012. Yeah. Um, when so, we started, yeah. And you know, you hear about preachers getting you know the call of God to do something, or what is the calling on your life? What's the what's my purpose here? Did you feel that that this is kind of like you know that this is what you're supposed, to, what Luke Mickelson's supposed to be doing? You know now I can say that easy back then you you didn't know right uh, I always I call it my tiny moments right you, you get this this little sliver of of inspiration and what what could I do hmm, maybe I could do this or I felt I just as a feeling of of maybe I should look into this and and since I did that since I acted on that little tiny moment I had um, it has opened up what my true passion really is, you know, and it's it's not just getting kids off the floor. It's bringing communities together to get kids off the floor and solving a problem that otherwise is hidden. And so it's easy for me now to come back and say, yeah, this is my my lifelong passion. Had you had you asked me 10 years ago, I would have said, I don't even know how to build a bed, right? <laughs> <laughs> let alone let alone build 50,000 a year. It's, exactly. uh, it's, a, it's a definitely a calling I didn't know I had in me, but. And you were talking about how, you know, um, kind, of, kind of getting communities together, but also kind of bringing fitness into the fold here and, yeah. and making that a part of whether it be somebody, you know, running long distance or doing push-ups and that kind of thing. I mean, this is extreme, 131 miles in, in yeah. three three days. Um, what, what, you know, how important is that to kind of get, kind of bring that, you know, community mm -hmm. together, whether it be, you know, military or, or runners mm -hmm. or anything else, right? Really, it's all about, and SHP has been about 
obviously getting kids off the floor, but it's about building a structure where anybody can be involved, right? Because what I found, and the reason why SHP really started to grow was, wasn't because of me. It was because I realized, holy cow, there are thousands of people that want to help. They just don't know how. So we got together and said, well, let's create a structure where we can involve and people can you know, more easily be involved with something like a cause for building a bed. And which is then gravitated now into, well, the fitness community, you know, and they're very active, dedicated people, right? Um, you know, we want them to have the same opportunities to, and opportunities that they feel comfortable in. How can I help raise money or, or help a kid get a bed doing what I love, which is fitness? And Tyler and, and Brandon today, great examples of guys that are dedicated. I mean, you don't run 131 miles in three days because you're lazy <laughs> or, you know, or because you, you're easily defeated. They're not. And, you know, Tyler especially, knees are all swollen, can, can barely walk, and he runs another 40 miles. And, and just goes to show you the dedication of these type of people. And whether it's for SHP or not, you know, we want the fitness community to feel like they can give and provide a way that they can give give back to the communities doing what they love. And speaking of fitness, uh, I think I read somewhere you were you know, high school quarterback. You ended up coaching <laughs> some of your kids' sports teams. Yeah. But also uh, uh, found out that you participated in American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you, you, you have to be pretty fit to, to participate in something like that. That's an extreme Spartan-type sport. So what, what was that like? Because, you know, obviously, you know, your day job is sleep in heavenly pay- peace. Yeah. But uh, trying to get in shape for something like that, right? Yeah, it was crazy. Like, you you know, I did it for SHP. I, I, I didn't have any um, any aspirations that I was going to win. You know, <laughs> I'm a competitive guy, right? You know, I, yeah, I played I played all the sports. I was from a small town, so you know, you end up playing everything. I was quarterback and running back and point guard. I mean, you just played all the sports, and so I've always had that that competitiveness in me. And <clears throat> and when when American Ninja Warriors uh, contacted me, said, "Hey, you know, we'd like to like to see if you'd be interested. Can you do this?" I said. Knowing in the back of my mind, I'm not in shape for this, but heck yeah, I can do this. Right? Yeah. So uh, the the challenge was on, and it was a great experience. You know, and I always tell people, you know, I've been on some some pretty big platforms. You know, I was a CNN hero and had to speak in front of you know essentially 90 million people that watch that that program, um, but nothing compared to American Ninja Warrior. And I always think it was because it was a physical activity, right? You you know, just to stand up and talk to someone and and share your passion and share your story about what you love. Well, that's easy. Now you got to perform, you know. And so, and that actually, T- Tyler is a fitness expert and, and works with people. I I consulted with him trying to train for that. I didn't have a whole lot of time. They gave me about six weeks, so <laughs> I lost a few pounds. But you know, it was fun. It was uh, it, I was there for the right reasons and the right purpose, and the experience has been great. And that was a team effort. You got um, with some guys that have have won American Ninja. Yeah, World War, so right? they did it a little different because of COVID. They, they essentially was kind of the same other than you, there was three people on your team. You all competed the same. The only difference is if one member of your team actually won it that day, won the, the tower, um, then you all three of you got to move on to the nice. next round. And my, my teammate was Lance uh, Peckis, the cowboy ninja, who's freaking awesome. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's awesome. And I think he finished like third. It was really close. Uh, 
not that I think I could have advanced anymore, but <laughs> but it was a fun experience, yeah. Does something like this, you know, when you, when you see, you know, friends or people you know like Tyler and Brandon that run this extreme amount and, and does it does it inspire you to kind of say, well, man, you know, um, you know, I, I'd like to get involved in something more like this or whatever, oh, you know? no question. Like <laughs> even this last two miles, I, and I used to run a little bit. I was running 12 miles a, a week back. I lost a lot of weight and felt pretty good. And Tyler actually helped me back then. And I was running this last two miles with him and, and I said, you know what, I can't tell you, you guys have inspired me to get back, get more in shape because you feel so much better. I think it strengthens your faith in, in whatever belief you have and, and strengthens who you are um, and, you know, in your positive mental attitude and, and helps you feel like you can overcome tough things like, you know, running 131 miles in four <laughs> days. That's pretty tough. You know, for me, two miles was tough, but uh, no, it totally inspired me. And, and I hope it inspires other people to both get into fitness as well as follow those little tiny moments of inspiration that, that they feel like they have. And do you have a lot of churches? I mean, obviously, you're from uh, you know, Twin Falls, Idaho, is where this uh, organization got started. Um, and uh, you're uh, heading back there now after being in Georgia for a few days. Uh, what, uh, you know, you, do you have churches from all over the nation oh, all over. that uh, participate in this? And, and uh, are these kind of just, they sign up for like a group project and, mm-hmm. and do they have to have any experience? Or You know, the beauty of it is it's almost every church from all over the country different types of faith different parts of the church like youth groups or older people you know we've got i can tell you how many little church women groups that are quilting quilting blankets for all of our chapters all over the place and then we have youth uh, big youth conferences that come in it talks in the bible about faith without works is is dead so mm-hmm. for you what does that mean how how important is it for people to get off their couch or mm-hmm. get out of the church pew yeah exactly well it's it's the rubber meet the road you know it's it's we, we sit in church and we talk about how spiritual we are and 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 it's good you know we need that that upbringing we're listening to our pastor or we're listening to our church leaders maybe listen to our parents about you know following our deity whether it's whoever right um but really you need to act on it and I, and i think whatever you believe action really is is the meat behind it you know it, it is it's dead words if you really don't mean it and the best way to mean it is to get out and and actually help and and that's where that's where shp is we wanted to provide an opportunity for those great people that they talk and they want to they just don't know how shp uh, as well as others but shp provides a means for them to do that that's why we have build days and delivery days so we can get 50 60 100 people to show up and and act and what's the reaction from church members youth groups um, you know businesses that kind of do some of these builds what's what's their reaction i mean are they shocked by the need that's out there or are they kind of just glad to be able to kind of do something for yeah. somebody else you know it's funny we, when we tell people what we do we usually get a couple of reactions the first one is they don't believe it no kids aren't sleeping on the floor or it's well yeah not in my community though and really the fact of the matter is it's everywhere it's it's two to three percent of a population and that's there's really no good statistics that's the statistics that we found um but when they actually come whether it's a whether it's a build day and they love working with wood and they they get excited about you know there's something about seeing a pile of wood in the morning and then a a bunch of bunk beds in the afternoon or just four or five hours later and you have the sense of hey i helped with that and i helped someone a, a child now is going to sleep in a comfortable bed for 10 years it, it, it really means a lot um as well as then go on a delivery and that's where it really gets you is, you know you see these kids and when you think about 
this this 10 year old kid here has never slept in a bed i mean literally that's what we see all the time it blows you away and then you see the excitement and the joy of what these kids get i i tell I told my wife back in the day when, when we delivered that first bed, I said, you know what? Uh, and back then it took a lot longer to build a bed than it did now, you know, three or four hours. Um, I look back and said, what better use of my time than, I mean, that was watching a couple of football games on TV and I could provide a, a bed for two kids for 10 years. That's worth my time. Yeah. And I know I saw you posted a, a, a picture, I think, of uh, some of the girls that you guys delivered a bed recently here in, in Georgia. Um, so, yeah, what is that reaction from from whether it be the kids or the parents or, or anybody else involved? Um, is it just, uh, I mean, like a, a gratefulness or just they, they're, they're just amazed that people are out there that, that want to do this? Both. Both. You know, I, I think the, the what we see is the kids are banging on the windows and they got hands on the door waiting for us to come in. We like to have them come in and help, you know, grab the drills and bring in slats. And it's just it's just really great. And you get some of them that are kind of like really shy. They don't they're strangers in my house. And then all of a sudden when they start seeing the bed, every single time they open up, they they get crazy wild. They jump like today's those girls you saw in the picture. Today they were crawling all over the beds and and just hooping and hollering and having a great time. And then you look at the mom, you know, or or the parents, usually a single mom, but um, you know, and she's crying over the corner, right? And and you can see you can see the years of struggle and worry that she's had trying to provide for her kids. And today, you know, we can provide that. That's why I tell everybody it's way more than just a bed, right? It's confidence it's security these kids can have a sleepover now for crying out loud you know they they were too embarrassed to have that before and and you just provide that with a single bed and yeah. it just means so much more and how do people like how do you find i mean obviously there with with millions out there hundreds of thousands across each state yeah. you know uh kids that are sleeping on the floor or 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 not in a true bed uh how do you find those folks i mean do they do they or do they find you yeah uh a mixture but everybody goes everybody needs to go to shpbeds.org and that's where you can apply for a bed there's a tab called apply for a bed and whether it's for your child or your neighbor your sister that lives five states over or maybe you're an agency that that works with you know foster care or whatever right you go to shpbeds.org and you click on that and you fill out the application and then depending on what zip code you put in there for the child um, if a chapter president has accepted that zip code as a deliverable area, then that application goes to that chapter. If we don't have a chapter president that has accepted that zip code, then, you know, you get a message that says, hey, we're trying to get a chapter in that area, right? Uh, you know, because we're, we're still fairly new. You know, you think 250 chapters is a lot. But the United States is a huge, huge landmass area. We got we got a long way to go. But you're in 45 states. That's great. Yeah, we're reaching out and hitting more states. And, and you know, we also have a, a tab on there for starting a chapter. You know, so if you if you have some listeners out there that are interested in wanting to get back and, and or, or seeing the need in their own community and want to help out or start a chapter because there's not one close by, you can go to shpbeds.org forward slash start hyphen a hyphen chapter and even just learn uh, what a chapter presence like, what what that what that would entail, and uh, and you know we help you all the way. And then with the kickoff now of move four beds, which is move, and then the number four beds. Uh -huh. What's uh, any what's next? What's on the horizon in terms of uh, projects or things people can look forward to? You bet. So first of all, Brandon, some of this got kicked off eight months ago 
Brandon, he's an ultra, ultra runner. So he was going to run that. Kind of kind of like you, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, this two, this two mile was just nothing. <laughs> no, he was um, he was actually scheduled to, to run the Iditarod in Alaska, which is a 1,000 miles. <laughs> yeah, you heard me right, a 1,000 miles. I don't even drive that. You know, I don't even like to fly that. You know, And he's, he was going to run a 1,000 miles. It was canceled because of COVID. So now it's only a mere 350, you know, no yeah. big deal, right? Uh, the, the guys run 46 100 milers. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> so anyways, he, th- we were kind of building this up, and that's what Move for Beds kind of came from this big event. Well, that 350 milers next fe- er, er, in February, so we're flying to Alaska to get him kicked off for that. He's ra- raising money for that. Um, and then we have a lot of chapter presidents now are just they're putting their thinking caps on. We have one that's, that's doing a, a quad rally. It's not really necessarily fitness, but it's a quad rally to raise money. You know, we've got some of them that, that are doing push-up challenges and things of that nature so um our, our again our ultimate goal is anybody little Susie q your niece or something like that you know have a fundraiser for how many straight a's she gets or something like that it's just any way it's a platform for people to be able to go to do what they love fitness wise and raise money for a good cause like child businesses and uh, you know speaking of the money how much does it cost like per bed to, mm-hmm. to build one of these. I mean, because mm-hmm. like, like you said, the process has gotten a lot quicker, become more efficient as as SHP. So, uh, how, I mean, how much money is it typically? So, to, to sponsor a build day, um, we ask $200 a bed. So, and that's bed, mattress, sheet, pillow, pillowcase, the whole nine yards, and delivered. So, you know, we look at all the costs that it, it takes to run the, the whole program, and $200 a bed is pretty cheap. You can hardly find a mattress for 100 bucks, right? And so uh, we get the cost real down real low. Um, so four hundred dollars for a bunk bed. So if you're 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 a company that wants to do a build, let's say if you want to do uh, twenty beds or ten bunk beds, you know it's it's a four thousand dollar donation. Our chapter presents bring all the wood, they bring all the tools, they bring all the knowledge. All you do is show up with your employees or show up with the community, and we teach you how to build beds. And we, and because we the the way we do it now, we can build. Uh, 10 bunk beds in like one hour. Wow. Yeah. And and that's a workout as well. I mean, because I mean, you got to, I mean, kind of doing all that stuff because I I know that like you said, you wanted to kind of run more, but you know, uh, operating a business like this and kind of delivering stuff and moving and shake. I mean, that's a, you know, you're staying pretty active doing something like that. Well, and that's why we called it move for beds because it's not run or bicycle or cycle (laughs) or swim. It's move for beds. We want people to get up and move, you know, the activities, you know, health, and faith, faith can go hand in hand because you feel better. You know, you're more connected with who you are and, and your body and your temple and, and all of that. And so, uh, and when you deliver beds, yeah, it's not it's not easy. Like, it's a, it's a chore. You're older. I think, what was it? Like, we did uh, our, our big national build day is the second Saturday of June. It's called Bunks Across America. Um, this last year we built... Oh, it was pretty close to 5,000 beds. And the year before, when we didn't have COVID and not near as many chapters, we did 5,500 beds in one day. Um, but, you know, we, we some chapters are doing 200 beds in one day. It's like 20,000 pounds of wood. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of wood, you know. And uh, so, yeah, you get a little exercise moving things back and forth. Absolutely. Two more quick questions for you. One, um, the, the motto of your organization is no uh, no kids sleep on the floor in our town. No kids sleeps on the floor in our town. Yes. Yep. yep. So tell me about, you know, um, you know, for you, what does that really truly mean? What do you hope that motto, which is on the back of the shirt you're wearing now, what do you hope that message sends to folks? You know, it's, it, it, it's funny. When I was CNN Hero, um, after that night, we got together with other CNN heroes and they talked about, you know, marketing. They talked about, hey, you're going to be interviewed by national 
syndicates uh, uh, or national news news affiliates. And so they talked about our mission statement and mottos. And they came to ours and they said, you know, no kid sleeps on the floor in our town is very unique. And I said, you know, we, we, we use that because mostly, most of the time mission statements are a company telling the public what they do. Well, we wanted ours to be the volunteer telling everybody else what they're gonna do because this is a community problem. It's not a one organization, national organization problem. It's a community problem. So we want volunteers to say, you know what? Because I want them to feel, and I think they feel the way I did when I found out about it. I'm like, you know what? No kid is gonna sleep on the floor in my town if I had anything to do with it. And you talk to any of these chapter presidents and that's how they feel, not in my town. Yeah, and, and spreading the word's important too, like with or, you know uh, events like this and uh, American Ninja Warrior, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and kind of spreading the word um, with, oh. with that. Did, were, were you able to, I mean, obviously you were able to, to, to talk about the organization, but did you feel like you uh, enjoyed the process of going through that obstacle course as well? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it spawned a lot of great things. I mean, I was a CNN hero, uh, was on American Ninja Warrior. I was on a bag of potato chips, Lay's potato chips. All those things were all in an effort just to raise awareness. Yeah. And the beauty of it is, for example, we now have child advocate centers that go into homes like you know, child protective services and things of that nature. They actually now, some of them are actually going now into the homes and asking the question, do you have beds for your kids? They didn't ask that question before. So we feel like we're making some ground where agencies that deal with these you know, homeless problems or child, child care problems, they know to ask this question because it is a problem. And that's the ultimate goal. You know, raise money, we get sponsorships, that, that's great. But raising awareness about the problem has always been the big goal because it's such a big problem and it's so hidden that uh, we hope that Move for Beds, Build Days, Chapter Presence Talking, your program, podcast that we do, we hope it raises awareness so people realize that not only is it a problem, but you as a, you know, Joe Schmo, right, in your own community, there's a way that you can you can help. And you talked about kind of uh, health and faith kind of intersecting, and that's what we talk about on, on the Run the Race podcast. So do you think that, you know, Tyler and Brandon, these 131 miles, were they were they calling out to God maybe after <laughs> a, after a mile 30 on, on day two or something <laughs> like that? I know I was after mile one. No, absolutely. And, and I know both of them very well. They're very faith-centered, or centered, very very God conscious and men of faith. And, and, and I actually served with Tyler on, uh, on a men's uh, priesthood group. Uh, he was the president, you know, and I was one of his counselors. And so we've, we've inter, intermingled both personally and religiously for many, many years. Um, and that's what drives people, right? You know, they, it's, it's not easy living life. You know, it's not easy running a race. It's not easy. Not, it's not, it's even not easy to serve God sometimes. But it, they do it because of the benefit that they receive from it, as well as the benefits that they can give other people. And they're giving people hope, right? They're running 131 miles. I know it's inspired me to, to be more healthy. It's inspired me to get over challenges that maybe I suffer with. And I hope they, that other people that hear this story or read up on, and not just Tyler and, and, and uh, Brandon, but other people that are dedicated both faith and physical uh, exercise that inspires you to... To, you can do it. You can get off the couch, and you can you can act on those tiny moments that you that keep bugging you. Yeah, and then, then there, there's the relief when you're done with the run <laughs> yeah. like this. Yeah, <laughs> whether it be two, 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 two miles or 131. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Well, well, thanks so much, Luke. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll uh, spread the word. and And I uh, hope I uh, wish you continued success in Idaho and beyond. Thank you, sir. Appreciate Thank it. You
It's really amazing, uh, you know, the need that's out there. Two million kids sleeping on the floor each and every night, uh, uh, some estimates say. And again, their motto is no kids sleep on the floor in our town. That's a message that we all can stand to uh, do something about for sure, uh, because uh, these innocent kids uh, going through the, what they're going through, especially you know, with the pandemic making things only worse. And he was talking about Tyler and Brandon. There's 131 miles. I'm hoping and believing that next month I'll have Brandon Lott, ultra runner and blueberry farmer on my podcast. He is in Washington State, but he will be leaving in about a month for the ITI 350, which is the kind of the Iditarod that he was going to do a thousand miles, but only going to do about a third of that now up in the snow in Alaska. So looking forward to talk to him about this this really uh, big uh, fitness challenge that he's uh, going up against. Uh, but, you know, he I think he's run, you know, hundreds of hundred milers. So uh, it shouldn't be a problem for him. Turn now to our final segments of this uh, Run the Race podcast, which, by the way, you can go to WTVM.com slash podcast. Listen to any of the previous episodes. We have so many inspirational guests. I'd love for you to go also to, to Apple Podcasts. If you go to the bottom of the Run the Race page, you can click on there. It's an easy way to do it. Click five stars because we hope you love it if you're listening to it now. And uh, write like, you know, a, a sentence or two or three sentences about, you know, what you, what you like about Run the Race or uh, what you don't like about it. You know, we, we're, we welcome to hear with everybody, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Uh, now to those uh, final segments of this episode, including uh, Food for Thought uh, and also some inspiration from Gandhi in our parting gift. And in Food for Thought, we usually try to find a news tidbit, something related to fitness and or faith. Uh, This time, it is an article from uh, IPM called Setting a Record While Helping Children Rest Easy. Uh, It's related to the organization we just talked to Luke about, Sleep in Heavenly Peace. Uh, They uh, went out on January of 2019 hoping to set a Guinness World Record while providing these kids with bunk beds. And uh, again, their motto is, no kid sleeps on the floor in our town. So uh, they got about 140 chapters across America, and they got a lot of them together, and they gathered about 8,500 volunteers on this one day or one weekend, and they created 3,000 bunks, totaling about 6,000 individual beds, and they say this broke a Guinness world record. So congratulations to this organization, SHP, or Sleep in Heavenly Peace, job well done. And our parting gift for this episode, uh, we try to give you something to, uh, to you know, uh, leave you with that uh, gets you thinking, maybe a Bible verse. This time it is a quote from uh, the great Mahatma Gandhi. We're talking about service on this episode. He said, quote, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. And, you know, it talks in the Bible about, um, you know, the only way to find your life is to, to give it away. And uh, to give things to Jesus and, 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 you know, being in service to others, that's where you really can find your sweet spot, uh, you know, what you're, what you're meant to do. And uh, really, if you're not happy, not joyful in what you do, then go and serve others, help other people. That will bring you happiness. Uh, if it's just about self-serving, self-serving, I mean, we all are kind of selfish in our own ways and, and uh, you know, kind of naturally sometimes, but looking past that, I mean, we've got to look out for ourselves sometimes. 
months, but really about you know focusing on other people and serving others, whether it be your wife or your husband, your kids, but especially those around us, uh, those in need, our, our coworkers, uh, serving other people, so important in life, especially uh, in the climate we're in right now across America and really in the entire world. Closing now in prayer, uh, dear Lord, uh, we just uh, we pray right now uh, that you will help us uh, to be servants, servants for you. Um, and servants uh, for, for people that, that need us, uh, that need an ear to listen to. Lord God, that, that we can be that for them and uh, shine your light uh, across everywhere we go. Uh, we pray for health and safety. We pray for our president. We pray for our leaders, not only nationally, but also locally and in the state that we're in. And and uh, we just thank you. Um, I thank you for this opportunity to do this podcast and to, to talk about faith and to talk about um, you know being fitter. And, and overall better people. Uh, thank you for this opportunity. Uh, we love you, God. And uh, we, we um, thank you for your blessings you pour upon us every single day. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. All right. Well, uh, that does it for this episode of Run the Race. Uh, I'd love for, uh, to hear your feedback. You can send me emails anytime. Dennis at WTVM.com. That's J-D-E-N-N-I-S at WTVM.com. That's the TV station I've worked for pretty much, uh, I think, 18 of the last 21 years. And uh, been doing this podcast now for uh, 14 months. And, uh, you know, we just hit a milestone recently. Uh, I didn't mention this at the top of the episode, but we now have 10,000 plays overall. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends about it. Use the hashtag Run the Race Podcast. And uh, we're going to hit 10,000 more and try to do it quicker this time as we continue to have these uh, wonderful guests talking about fitness, faith, and so much more. Have a great day, folks. <laughs>